anarchists, violent mobs, arsons, looters, criminals, rioters. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. I said, please don't be too nice. We choose truth over facts. I am your president of law and order. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. <laughs> Uh, Inside Agitator, episode something. Yeah. Uh, eight bad things. <laughs> yes, all bad. It's... More bad things. Um, I don't know why any of you still listen to this. It's I don't know. It's really just depressing at this point. It's really just so just an onslaught of horrible shit. Um. Hey, where do you want to begin? Let's. Where, where, how are you feeling? I don't know. So I had to tune out a little bit this week because, you know, I just like look at some of the replies under these people's shits yeah. and I'm like, I think right when I tuned out was after like some more clips of like Brooklyn dad coming out and just being like, oh yeah, I make money and it's just because I'm a good, he, dude, this man is a fucking cartoon character, bro. I hate, oh. I hate him so much. <laughs> All right. So for those who aren't caught up on the Brooklyn dad thing, he's this guy on Twitter who's really big with the kind of dumbass liberal types um who think putin controls the weather and you know and that bernie bros are sent here by putin to destroy america and that you know just the 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 people who think tara reed's a liar think andrew cuomo didn't do do it these are his followers just the rabid base what you would call blue anon the the maga equivalent on the democrats radical true party loyalists Radical centrist is what they call themselves, and that's very funny. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and, we will he, fight to keep shit the same. <laughs> he, uh, to tooth and nail, they will. Yeah. Um, and this fucking guy is one of them, and he has been one of the most vocal voices, just annoying the left and everyone for over a year, two years. What's funny is he first started out as like like Brooklyn dad defiant was he got divorced in Brooklyn and like didn't want to pay child support and like moved to New Jersey and like is fighting to not pay child support. Like that's what he was defying was like the court order to pay child support. So like off rip, his Twitter account started not even as like a liberal thing. And then I, I'll be dead ass serious. I'll be dead ass serious. And, and so he finds traction in like the in the like men's rights community. And, hold on, laugh in the mic. Don't cover yourself with the pillow. People like the laughs. Uh, but this man was fighting not to pay child support, and that's where his fucking Twitter handle came. From. Yes, yeah, Brooklyn Dad defying. He's defying child support. That is. <laughs> It's so fucked, but it's just a, such a funny concept. You it's know what so, I it's mean? It's too perfect. The fact you that you, write this shit. the fact that you like did all that, like you know, broke up with your your girl, and then you know, defied to pay child support, but then to go to go make a Twitter account, yeah, with yeah. that name, to try to gain to be like a men's rights activist. So you, this is how this guy starts. Yeah, is he finds traction in. Like, the men's rights community, like, you know, men are screwed by courts and the women and la la. You know, just old incels, really. Yeah. Um, and incels that tricked one woman into marrying them and are upset about it. Um, and <laughs> so he 
then when that grift I guess dries up or there just isn't that much there which I'm sure that you know there's not a whole lot you can do with that but you know he, he's hooked on the crack pipe of Twitter dopamine he I don't want to make it that I, I, I'm trying not to do the ableist thing of using like drug addiction as like a joke um, but it's hard I, it's so fucking ingrained um, but anyway this fucking Twitter crackhead um, he keeps on going and he fucking liberal like that's where he gains the traction replying to Donald Trump like you sir are a disgrace and we will resist and and so that is where he comes from and and I mean this is like he's like the grift that happened after the original grift like there was the Krasenstein brothers who they did a children's book all these people do children's book so then of course Brooklyn Dad has a children's book the littlest president and like we have I, I'm gonna play some audio of him hawking the book on his podcast cause he's like unironically talking about how he's like in it for the money mm. um and so I'm gonna pull up that audio but so at some point down the line and I think it's even before he did the book so as early in this grift where he's like getting attention online and like you know kinda leader of the dumbass libs watching MSNBC you know full on mm. um he then gets approached, and this is in his own words, gets approached by someone who said, we like what you're doing with your tweets. We're going to pay you to keep doing it. Exactly. Um, and, and, the, and, and that's how he describes it. I'll describe it as the DNC, scared of seeing how Twitter radicalizes people and scared of... and Because they were. After 2016, it was like, what are we going to do about misinformation? You're still seeing the echoes of that or the booming echoes of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, oh, Putin did fake news. And what's funny is fake news started as a liberal catchphrase. Donald Trump turned that back around on them and said, fake news, you're the fake news. Yeah. And that stuck. <laughs> and because and, the liberals really were grasping at straws and not willing to reckon with the actual flaws and corruptions in their own media. And wanted to point fingers. And so, you know, basically, you have this group of people who is worried about Twitter. They're a political elite. They have money and resources. Um, and for all the talk of Twitter not being real life, this is something that really concerns them. Bernie, the Bernie hounds, the Bernie bros, all that panic was really also panic about people organizing online and like and radicalizing each other and sharing memes and like outside of the corporate kind of media control that you've had in previous decades. And so I think they decided we're going to start astroturfing and, and making Twitter different. And used to the effects that it's not just people like Brooklyn Dad who are real people. I mean, it's these bot farms and endless accounts and just like, and you know, it's people that are running like 20 accounts and they're just on and and they'll you'll find these accounts that reply to every thread about politics, spinning their angle, spinning their narrative, or a copy and paste now, shit on copy like paste. A yeah, literally you'll like see that. shit over and over, um, and you see it. Like Twitter's changed and gotten more centrist since 2016, and it's because I mean a variety of things and on a media attack on all angles, not just on social media, but every possible fucking dimension to move things that way and move the rhetoric uh, more towards the middle, more towards the right. But yeah, and, and he is just part of that. And who knows how many people out there are paid, who knows how many are bots, but he's like this perfect encapsulation of a type of dude. Because he was someone who would get into it with left Twitter all the time and constantly spin things about Bernie bros and this and that. 
and always had the cringy tweets that everyone would get their dunks on, you know? Uh, like, he literally had it. We read the tweet last episode about, like, fucking Joe Biden, like, raw-dogging his wife in the Oval. Like, yeah. it's fucking gross. Like, these people are fucking wild. Um, and, yeah, so now it, all these videos are coming out of shit he said on stream that now, in retrospect, now that this news has come out, looks, like, really fucking bad. And And the worst one is him literally hawking the book and, like, playing money sounds on his sound. I'm just going to play it. Yeah. President, the littlest president is available on BrooklynDeadDefiant.com, also available on Amazon. I hate him so much. <laughs> com. If you want to get it on Amazon, you're quite all right. It's fine. Fine. Just do it because, yeah. <laughs> he literally Sorry. played a ka-ching and said, <laughs> like, this is... This is the, this is the, he is the perfect encapsulation of everything about them. Yeah. And listen to the snarly way he talks. Listen to this this soy boy voice. He's listen a fucking to this. cartoon character, dude. President Barack Obama, Hillary Rodham Clinton, Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And next up at Moloch's sacrificing house, we have. <laughs> And next up at Bohemian Grove, we have <laughs> Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> it gets better. Joseph R. Biden, and the R stands for ready to kick that ass. This is a man who has no respect for his viewers. Yeah. Like this is a this is a man who has zero respect for his audience. I mean, like, he literally is like not even trying. Joseph R. Bar like this yeah. man's drunk. <laughs> like, man. Or like an off of ambient is just like rambling yeah. it on about. He just has a DNC Bro. talking point list in front of him. And he's just like, alright, say these names. <laughs> we, yeah. we gotta make this I- 30 minutes long. <laughs> Bro, I literally ready to kick that ass. <laughs> He's not even committed to the bit enough to yeah. say the end of it with enthusiasm. He's just completely yeah, out he, of energy. He doesn't like, believe it. No, and, and that's the that so that's the question, right? He's trying to paint himself as this is what I really believe, and, and someone approached me to pay and keep doing it. Which by the way is like just as bad. Like that doesn't really change yeah. things for me. You have bad opinions, and the bad people paid you to exactly. keep spewing them online. Like that's still bad. Like I don't. Like that doesn't make it any better. But the reality of it is, I think there's a. It's a motherfucker who owes child support, and fucking uh-huh. found a good grift. Found yeah. a really excellent grift. And what's so funny is he went around calling all these leftist podcasts and different people grifters. You're a grifter, grifter. Look who's the grifter. And it's always projection with these people. Mm-hmm. They're the ones running a fucking scam. And they try to point fingers and say that about everyone else. And it's so... Um, it's disheartening. It, it really is. Yeah. Honestly, because... Um, I, yeah, you could call anybody a grifter at this point, And it, like, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It do, it's so overused. It's yeah, really, it's really gotten... Cause like, because, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah. It, it, no, I, I, people grift when people disagree with your opinions. 
well, yeah, yeah. your opinions fucking suck and, uh, and, and are meant to cause discourse, you know? What's funny is, and, and this shows that podcasting, you know, it, 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 it can be meaningful. It does shift the culture. Chapo Trap House, years ago, years ago, was calling people grifters. Like, different journalists. During the Bernie 2016 campaign, that, that was like a common insult. And I feel like that got way overused on Twitter by the Twitter left. And then it's kind of a perfect encapsulation of what Brooklyn Dad and the AstroTurf centrist Twitter apparatus is. It is people trying to do Chapo, trying to do left Twitter, trying to do the dirtbag left, trying to recreate the kinetic energy online, you know, which is all those fucking PR fuckers care about, you know, all the engagement. You you look at the people around Bernie twenty sixteen and all all how all that popped up. You want to recreate it, and and so they literally steal the language of the Twitter left and and, and co opting. Oh, you're a grifter. This is a grifter. This is a grifter. When you know a while ago that was just an overused left Twitter thing. Now it's like you know resistance grifters literally calling people grifters. Like and and, and it, it, I don't know. It's just a it's something to just point out. I think you know. I don't even think I have a deeper thought on it. But it's just like. It's it's been weird to watch it develop over the years, you know. It's been yeah. really, it's been interesting, um, and I think now we should get on to a slightly serious topic um, and something else that we've seen develop over time, which is um, the anti Asian sentiment in this country. Oh yeah, um, and. Pretty fucked up. Uh, a guy in Atlanta shot and killed eight people. Um, shot more. Shot up three Asian massage parlors. Um, and it's one of those things where people are like, "Is it sexist? Is it racist? Um, you know, w- what are the dimensions here?" And I think it's all of those things. I think it's it's and and it's evangelical puritanism. Mm. These were sex working women who were shot for that reason and because they were Asian. And, and it's all three of those things. And I think you miss, you, it, you'd miss this guy's motives and what created this guy and radicalized him by just calling it racist or just calling it sexist or just calling it motivated by some kind of puritanism. Um, what it, it, it's all those things working in conjunction with each other to radicalize people. And I think like understanding that and understanding the dimensions to which people really can look down on people as, you know... Uh, Inferior, inferior. What's the word that they that guy used when he was talking about warehousing people? Do you remember? He's like the. Uh, um, I, I know exactly who you're talking about, but um. Yeah, uh, you, you, uh, you know. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. The riffraff. The yeah, riffraff. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this guy wanted to cleanse the country. <clears throat> yeah, uh, in a we need to put them away and... for a, a long time, where they would never be able to see the light of day again. Or... Yeah, and, 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 and this is a kid that represents that ideology that some people are inferior because of race, because of, you know, criminality, because of sex. And and, and like, I feel like there's a reason some people in the media don't want to unpack that and want to make it simpler, you know, because those are potent forces in our culture that like are difficult to reckon with. And... Ah, and even just the sex work angle of it is difficult to reckon with. I think there's so much uh, going on with this story that is like a lot to unpack. There is um, a group that I'll post in the description of this episode. Um, I believe it's called Red Lotus, but I'll have the link if it's not. Um, but basically, they're a group of Asian sex workers fleeing violence that it's like a mutual aid fund, basically. Um, 
and and they like give direct aid to women escaping these circumstances and out of the ones i've seen that's been like the i think the most um impactful one that i that i can tell that i think would make a difference so that's the one that i'm gonna um link in the description but yeah it's just uh and and i think the really disturbing part and and this also is representative of like really potent things in our culture that we have to reckon with but was the cops um response to him uh doing this which is pretty insane this is one of this is an excerpt of what the cops said and he was pretty much fed up and kind of at the end of his rope and um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him and this is what he did and he was Man, like what? That, what? So he's talking about the shooter. I I, I know exactly what he. I know exactly what the fuck he's saying. No, what? I know, but for the yeah, listeners, yeah. he's talking about the shooter. It, it, yeah, what the fuck? Oh God, it's man. Well, you know, cops can relate to having a bad day and murdering a people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, <laughs> except they get away with it. Well, and and what's an crazy extent. is, to, well, yeah, no, they do. And uh, what's crazy is this kid fucking like it's it's so. And it's not just the cops. It's the media that reprints what the cops are saying. Oh, and like, and, and you literally see yesterday, this is shit's fuck. Like, it's a list of all the victims are Asian, motives unknown. It's like, I think those two bullet points are maybe in conflict. Yeah. But the media is taking the cops at their word of like, we're not sure what the motives are yet. Meanwhile, could you imagine, like, if you fucking found a, uh, an anarchy logo on a t-shirt in this kid's apartment... It would be like it was Antifa. It was motivated by Antifa. It was motivated by like if, if it was. It, it seems was like this Antifa out. super soldier was out yeah. murdering tons of people, and we need to stop Antifa. This recalls for another Patriot Act 2.0. Yeah, yeah, but the second it's a white mass shooting, for some reason, these, and I guess not some reason, these other white murderers like come to their fucking defense, and then the media, and it's something we've talked about on the show endlessly, reprints their lies because they're basically forced to. And it creates this fucking wackadoo narrative. And then also we're hearing about this kid's fucking narrative and his life and his viewpoint. Let's hear about the women. Let's hear about the victims. Let's hear about what music they liked. What their aspirations were. Let's let's do that. Let's yeah. not let's let's celebrate their humanity. Not like pick apart and sympathize. Cause Lord knows if it was a politically motivated act of violence done by a leftist no, no one in the media is doing any unpacking yeah that's that's not fucking we're not doing any sympathizing and 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 even even the white supremacist act of violence that it was no one's really willing to actually unpack the different dimensions of it and what influenced it because that's also damaging to the whole shebang so we just chalk it up to you know some segments we, we tell some segments of the polarized population yep it was a white dude and they gave him a vest and they didn't kill him because he was white and that's the thing. Sean King puts out this fucking caption that's like, if it was if he was black, the cops would have you know hit him right. over the head with a sledgehammer and blood would have been flowing in the streets and that he would have tore his body to shreds. And it's like, hold on, are you advocating for not violence? Like what? what like what, what are you we- what are you saying? That's not like the point that you should be making. Yeah, it should yeah, be exactly. that we should have anti. We should be in solidarity with Asian people and fight anti racism together yeah yeah that is but sean king wants to not build solidarity and wants to build resentment between the races so it's like bad white guy and he should be killed and like that's the narrative yeah we should get we should get retribution or asian americans should get retribution for this horrible act that has been committed against your race is what it feels like it's it you know exactly what and it's not the only time he's done this and people in his kind of ideology have done this 
And it's like, look at you giving the reverse racists a little a little card to use and a little credence to their bullshit argument. Like, it, it, it's, it does more damage by you doing this shit. Like, solidarity heals. Solidarity unites people and is actually what we need. And, and But this is also what's crazy. The only time I've ever seen NBC News talk about solidarity was after this shooting. And what was it? How black people need to stand in solidarity with Asians. And it's trying Wait, to make do an... Yeah. That, and that's it's what to NBC do an said? Yeah, NBC said this. And they try to do a whole article about how black people are racist towards Asian, the Asian community. And, it, and black culture doesn't like Asians. And they need to stand in more... So- and it's like... What? What the fuck? Like, hold on. How about the white community, motherfuckers? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. The, don't don't direct this at us. The what? What do yeah. you mean? Like, so so when we're talking about solidarity, it's in terms of like, yeah, black people are pretty racist. You know, they're reductive you know, dumbasses. You know, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe they maybe they get that from like the the L.A. riots or something like that. Where like a bunch of the destroyed Korean businesses in Koreatown over there. No, I mean, Maybe there's, that, there's, I mean truth, there's a part there's of it. truth but. to it, but like it's not the fucking focus. Like obviously there's yeah. shit that every community needs yeah, that's to work not, out. That's not what I'm great. saying, but like I think yeah. that's no, no, kind of no, no, where yeah. they can draw that sentiment from is what I'm trying to. 100%. You know. Hold on one second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And no. And and yeah. It's not. It's not that there's not. You know. Obviously there is. Like you brought the LA riots. Like sure. There's reasons. Uh, why you would think that but like that's not the fucking focus right now and that's definitely not the fucking problem when a white guy just fucking murdered eight fucking asian people like this is not even and um i i don't know i guess it just it, it obviously they try to frame it in this way of like you know black lives matter should also stand for these things and these issues but yeah but it's like they do like you, you the black lives matter crowd is not like and it's just Oh, it's just so annoying. It's just so frustrating because the only time they'll talk about these things is when it's like to actively work against people. And it's so, it just shows like, I always knew the media was bad, but the more and more this year goes on, the more I pay attention to it. It's like, this is, it's like nefarious. It's like really gross what they do. Yeah. But that's their job because once the story gets out, it's hard to change it, you know? Yeah. It's it's hard to disseminate that information as to what's right and what's wrong because there's just so much information in general so so I, I think like when people get information from twitter it's easy to call that like oh that's not a real source dude like you know i think yeah. they make us do sources in school like that to make us you know not with <laughs> to trust the institution i am um, that's a theory no i agree with you and i i really think um there's a great book called well i'm not even going to go into that because that's like a much larger topic but yeah, I, dude, the whole source thing is so frustrating. And you look at websites like Snopes and PolitiFact, mm-hmm. and what they do now is they take things like Kids in Cages and go, mixed truth, technically, la, 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 la. And, and they, there's even ones that are as egregious as Joe Biden said he worried about his kids growing up in a racial jungle. Untrue. Joe Biden said that uh, he was worried about his kids growing up in a racial jungle in this context and it's like what hold on i guess the real thing is that if we're going to take anything and learn from the horrible attacks at atlanta against asian americans which i also hate that that's always been weird to me is the americans against african americans asian americans like how about just against asian human like it doesn't the, the american isn't important to me like they're human beings and they shouldn't be attacked but anyway 
the horrible attacks, if there's anything we learn, it's that the institutions, the police and the media are able to drum up a lot of sympathy and empathy for certain people while while really bastardizing others. And that's something that we really need to reckon with if we're going to move forward in any meaningful way. And the media is always going to do things like publish an article talking about how black people need more solidarity with Asian people. Like, that's the fucking problem. Trying to completely misconstrue. And and if and it's it's not a conspiracy. It's just a, a series of biases. It really is. Yeah. Um, and I think it just allows white liberals to talk down to black people even more and tell them what they should do. Yeah. The, yeah. the vanguard leaders of this movement. Quote unquote movement, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a lot of that too. And 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 you love a chance to tell the black community how they could do better because you know we have it all figured out. Uh, yeah, and, like yeah, yeah. Like y- y'all been from the hood and y'all know y- y'all know what's going on <laughs> in there and how to fucking fix it. But that is the I implication. swear to God, none of these white liberals ever been to the hood. Just go to the hood once. Yeah. One time. Yeah. And you would you would I don't think you would even understand, but you would get a better grasp of what is going on and that's just crazy i just think these people don't even know anyone in real life that really um like the people they theorize about they just have never met (laughs) and it's and it's it's incredibly it's like like to even think that the aspects of the like community that are extremely anti-asian like the the photo they used was of a pro like black lives matter protest and it's like I don't know that the Black Lives Matter movement has like an anti-Asian problem. Maybe it does, but that's the picture they're trying to fucking like paint it as. And it's just like it's so fucking it's just disingenuous. Yeah. I'm looking for that easy easy target. But if they knew anyone who actually was at the protests or any real black people in real life, they could probably disseminate from like if this is even an important thing or worth breath, but but, you know, maybe it's not even fucking about that in this situation. It really is just about spinning a certain narrative. Because I think that, that, that really... It's sometimes about being out of touch. But this time it's really just about being disingenuous and, and lying. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it's a mix of both. Yeah. You know, and it is. It's always, it's always all the things. Um, and it, and it, but it's biases that allow that to happen. And it's the exact biases you're talking about of wanting to talk down to people. Um, and... Yeah. And, and that, that's so powerful. And I mean, I think we talked about it with Vouch last episode, and, and I think that's one of the more powerful emotions, especially among people, because let's, you know, people who are into politics are like people who consider themselves, quote unquote, smart or whatever, right? And so they just love to feel smart. And so it's really good to feel like you have something over the other community or something to add or some some knock. And it's really good to read that NBC article and be like, hmm, you know, the I really, the, the blacks need to get better about their Asian sentiment. Like, you know, like, it's so, yeah. like, just like you watch a Vouch video and you're like, wow, you know, the left needs to be be more strategic about how they deal with AOC. And, like, and you get to just walk away feeling, well, at least I'm not one of the idiots and, and go yeah, about your day. At, at least I'm I'm on the right side of the, the right fence, right? Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And, and that's... And that's, I think, really the insidious thing about, like, not grasping or, like, really unpacking the shit with this shooter is that even with the article, not to keep going back to it, but, like, it assumes that white Americans already know better. And it's just this segment of white Americans that's too crazy. 
But here's the reality of it. Like, like, like this right wing extremism is just only this like outlier. Yeah, and it's not an outlier when the forces that drove him to do that you can see across the entire, the entire white culture, but the entire elite culture too, and the entire classes. Like all the things that drove him to do that, you see. In these media people that are purposefully not unpacking it, and like, and 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 that's really the th- and and purposefully want to make it like, oh, this is just some crazy outlier. Because the reality of it is, it's not. His views on things represent a lot of people, and if they don't represent a lot of people, they're still they still are representative of what other people are influenced by and by certain I- ideological structures they have, and and it's and him he's influenced by those, and like. It's just uh, it's a difficult conversation to have, and I think uh, I think an important one to have because that's the real conversation is how we actually get people to understand the threat so that we can address it because we understand it. I think on the left, we've been dealing with it. You know, I have back issues from getting into a fucking fist fight with Proud Boys years ago. Like I like you know I, I've been known about this shit. But for the people who fucking don't, it's it's time that the, we step up and do a little bit of education and don't let the media just entirely do all of it. And it isn't about sympathizing with these with these white terrorists like in the way that because it's so funny. It's it's almost like an allegory or, or a reflection of how, you know, it's OK to negotiate with Republicans on tax cuts and eternal wars, but the minute you're trying to work on uh, free healthcare for everybody uh, or or a progressive goal, oh, you're working with fascists? You're negotiating with fascists? But it's cool when you're doing like a tax cut or like, you know, fucking people out of a minimum wage. That's fine. And, and it's almost this encapsulation of that where, you know, it's okay to unpack um, the fringe things and, and to unpack... Oh, he was a boy who's having a tough day and the emotional and kind of, but, it, and it's okay to sympathize with that. But the second you start talking about the real issues that motivated it, now you're a sympathizer. Now it's bad. But it's, but it's okay to talk about, oh, he had a bad day and this is what he did. Well, fuck that. But I do want, I mean, I am interested and in, I don't give a fuck about this motherfucker's emotional state. Have a bad day and eat a sleeve of Oreos like everybody else. But fucking this motherfucker, what I do want to have unpacked, <laughs> but dead ass, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you'll murder AP. Like, it's such a fucking ridiculous thing to say. He had a bad day, and this is what he did. Yeah. But to actually unpack the structures and the beliefs of the hierarchy we've built in this nation that influenced this kid. And like I said, it's multiple things. It's, it's, and these were the low lives for a multitude of reasons. And and he felt that it was okay to murder and butcher them. And judging by the fucking police's response to him, it, he wasn't entirely wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. In, in their eyes, yeah. Well, in their yeah, I'm obviously that's not my viewpoint. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, this is gonna be when Vouch finally finds out about me. That's the clip they're gonna play on the show. Um, exactly. That one right there. Yeah, and they're gonna cut off right before I say. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. But either way. It'll be funny. It'll get us. It'll get us more engagement on the other end. Yeah. No. That's the we'll thing. Like, ratio I'm, the shit out of them. I'm more than happy to uh, 
debate any of these fuckers. It's just so annoying that like Twitter fucking Twitch debates is like what the left is doing. Like we just like come on. Like this is where we're at. We're doing Twitch debates. Like do do something a little more fucking productive. Yeah, uh, organizing in the community maybe. And that's almost what's funny about the whole Vox right thing is that it does almost kind of turn the left into like mind chess between dumbasses instead of like you know a real movement <laughs> like um <laughs> that's one of the you know i feel like that's an insidious aspect of the psyop we never really unpack but yeah yeah we just talk about it while they live here yeah <laughs> you go um that's really my thoughts on all that what, what how are you feeling about that I mean, yeah, it's, you pretty much covered it all, really. I mean, I think I think to, to just sum it all up, we need to fight anti-racism together. I'll repeat that point because I think it's very important. Just fighting anti-racism together in solidarity with all minorities and um, help dismantle those narratives um, that we're seeing mm-hmm. coming from the media. Yeah. So. Spot on. That's, all right. Yeah, man. Does that do it again? I think that does it again. All right. Well, we'll be back with you guys in a couple days with another episode. Thank you for listening. Follow us yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, at Inside, Inside Agitator. Agitator. All right. Yes, Much love, y'all. Peace out. Peace.